0: People of the internet, you're listening to Debbie Radio 79.5 FM, a podcast where we discuss the movie *Gross Point Blank* one minute at a time. I'm your co-host
1: Dev, and I'm your other co-host Hugh. And today, our guest, as has been all week, is Catcher Later, G.P.B. fan extraordinaire. Hello, yes. hello. Uh, and We are going to be looking at Minute 19, and this is the point in the film where, after a little bit of nifty dialogue between the feds, um, we come into uh, Gross Point proper and we start to hear the dulcet tones of Mini Driver. So having heard the name that we've taken out for our podcast, we now hear the radio station itself, and the DJ, and the voice of the woman who haunts the dreams of Martin Black. <laughs> Finally. Yes,
0: it, it, it is. I mean, it's a surprisingly long way into the movie. I mm. feel. Maybe. Through that. Yeah. But um yes. Yeah, so before we get into all of that, because it is a great sequence of shots and we've got some great music playing, uh, we should probably give a last little bit of attention to, to these two bickering uh <laughs> married couple, <laughs> um, which ended with the most, like, classically passive-aggressive husband-wife argument kind of resolution
1: of fine, you do that then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Fine. <laughs> well, okay. I, like the, well,
1: I like the fact that they're arguing okay. over the, the, the... They're not even arguing. Azaria's character is just trying to talk about the case, or a case, and a particular criminal. But it's the fact that <laughs> we have this partner going but i'm sure i talked to him and i remember him it's almost like and he's like well fine you know him you deal with him <laughs> you can, you, you you can be the one to kill him and then say catch up with him afterwards like kind of thing And i was just like yeah yeah i don't I, I get that i get that kind of conversation it's quite yeah it's beautiful it's a lovely you also moment. know that
2: that one of the fbi agents throws out his garbage in my mind Throws out his garbage every time he gets out of the car, and you know one of them always <laughs> needs like the Coke cup with it's like just half full still, and the bottom's really
0: soggy. There have to be, yeah. But that's no, I think you're me right. adding to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely that kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we next up we're we're looking at Martin Blank as he's driving into town, and we were talking about this a little before we started recording, but he's just so unguarded in these, in these moments where he's clearly looking around. He's like, it's like, you've been here once before a while ago, kind of a look of like, mm-hmm. I think I know where I am, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And a lot has changed. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a, a well, re- like well done look that he's giving as he does this looking around trying to piece together landmarks it just it's so authentic
2: yeah it is it's that um he's doing the smile when John Cusack smiles in this it's it's so genuine and it's so sweet it it just feels like when he's coming into the town and his jaw is slack it's like a child in mid-wonder just like wow look at all of this and, and yeah, the recognition of, is that the candy store type thing? And I mean, again, that's me adding to it, but you know, he's just seeing all these things and, and then this, and then he goes from the slack jaw to just this really huge, just feels really genuine and really precious smile. And like you yeah. said, he's so unguarded. You don't see this. Yeah. You, it's just not a thing that you see in this movie. And there it is within this minute.
0: <laughs> and, and then we get a super close up on, on what, has instigated this smile (laughs) uh, being the MC in question. Um, Although it's a really interesting choice of camera shot for this. We've actually, even at the end of this minute, we still haven't seen Debbie. Debbie. We've just seen her lips and chin super close up to the microphone speaking in incredibly, you know, warm tones. It's, it's a, it's um yeah just a really interesting composition of shot and like getting a decent amount of time on screen as well
2: yeah and you hear her voice too yeah. but you don't get to see her
1: yeah. yeah i mean it's a mood isn't it it's a mood it's 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 kind of <clears throat> you know we're, we're being built she's being built up for us as an audience right not just for martin and and it's it's stage by stage and um yeah, there's something interesting about... I mean, obviously, there's the obvious sexual imagery, but it's also the fact that we know from the conversation with Dr. Oatman that Martin can't stop dreaming about her. Yeah. And there's something dreamlike about the way her she's overlaid as you were saying, he's got this innocence, he's got this his return home, but it's not quite how he remembered it, which is a very dream-conscious thing to to feel. And then to add to that, she's the one narrating it, if you like, soundtracking it. Yeah.
0: Have we seen in another film this kind of super close up or talk into a microphone?
1: So because I feel
0: like it's familiar and I can't think where.
1: I 1970s, um, two particular films it comes out of. It's the DJ in Vanishing Point and the DJ in The Warriors. The Warriors, that's what I'm thinking of. What yeah. about Play
2: but- Misty for me?
1: Uh, oh, uh, thou oh, yes, and <laughs> uh, yes, thank you. That that would predate both the others, actually. So yeah, play Misty for me would be it. What a it's movie! Oh, yeah, okay. it's his debut as a director, isn't it?
2: I don't know. I just no. I think it's, it's his first
1: one as a director. or wow. first or second one. But yeah, it was the kind of film nobody expected him to make back then, because mm. he he he. Um, yeah, it's about obsessive fandom and cele minor celebrity and all that stuff. But it's done this is like what 12 13 years before uh, fatal attraction wow. and he does like the whole kind of the whole thing he gets into the whole issue and it's a really smart movie um yeah no that's it's if you've not seen it dev it's worth seeing. it's um okay i it's due for a reissue fairly soon by kino Lorba, so um it'll be on streaming again i imagine after that yeah um yeah no it's a classic image it's a classic image and um mm-hmm. They make good use of it, um, and I think the the, the 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 sensuality of it is is only part of the total, yeah, sort of m- mood being conveyed.
0: In um, that opening pan down the length of the microphone, they know exactly what they're doing with this. Like it's, <laughs> not you know, it's not just like it, it's. This is definitely building up that that um, character introduction because so late into the movie, relatively for a major character to be introduced, it's got to be built up somewhat, and they're, they're
1: clearly doing hmm. that in this minute. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Um, so, talking of the music, then. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Talk to us about the music of the era.
2: Um, I, gosh. This soundtrack is such a killer soundtrack. Um, I was looking up the uh, lyrics to Blister in the Sun, this morning, mm-hmm. like I'm singing along and I'm dancing along, but what are the lyrics? And they're, it's interesting that they seem to always come in on John Cusack. And yeah. I haven't quite put together the psychology of the lyrics and all yet. But have have you guys dug into that about why? He no, would please, please go for it. I don't. I have to research it. It was just sort of, um it was just me this morning realizing that it came in on him.
0: I, yeah. So I thought well, let's find out. A- I think there's uh, something here that we, we actually talked about earlier this week, right? Which is John Cusack is that, that person that makes people a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. He was very much like that alternate kid, right? And he, he had his proof, right? He wasn't a complete loner, right? Mm-hmm. There was Debbie, there was um, Paul, there was uh, the IT kid that they meet very briefly in the reunion. And I kind of wish we saw a little bit more of in the film. I mm-hmm. feel like that may have been some of the the footage that, that dropped the cutting room floor because the character got introduced a little mm-hmm. bit better mm-hmm. than you'd expect for mm-hmm. the amount of time he has on screen. Um, maybe not so much the guy that's the, the security guard. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really not remembering these character names nearly <laughs> as well as I should be, considering, <laughs> but... Um, it, it, there was clearly this clique and I think they were very definitely the clique that uh, I think you were in school that I was in school of like, we really care about music. We listen to a lot mm-hmm. of music, but we don't want the manufactured stuff. We want the stuff that's a little bit more authentic that maybe sounds a little raw that isn't as good. And, uh, for me and my generation, that came a little bit later, but we were still definitely listening to this. Um, and that I think is where, you know, you've got, uh, the violent films you've got the clash um mm-hmm. they're probably be here if, if you know if if uh, we were actually living their lives um that kind of raw punk into new wave right mm-hmm. um, and and there's also i think a little bit later in the uh the hippo room or whatever it's called a nod to where this genre of music is going with the soundtrack choices you get there because mm-hmm. that that scene is a stark contrast because obviously the music's not controlled by the radio station anymore, like the right. rest of the track. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is contemporary music. It's nineties music, but mm-hmm. the choices there are some very interesting choices that I would not expect to have listened to in a bar in, in the nineties, in the late nineties. Right. Mm-hmm. You, I wouldn't mm-hmm. expect to hear the Eels playing in a bar in the late nineties or really anywhere no. outside of particular radio stations. it's mm-hmm. um, yeah. pretty specific. So I do feel like the music is that the thing that was a bigger part of the identity of this group.
2: It's personalized. It's absolutely personalized. Um, I was in a group in high school. Um, we theater people, and um, we stand by our soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> and and this one was just so so juicy. And I would, I really would like to know about. Um, I mean, you did make sense about like a blister in the sun and it, he rubs people the wrong way.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I wonder, is is it that literal? I mean, some of the songs are. Um...
0: Armageddon time, right? Like this is coming up to that big crescendo. It's yes. a little yeah. early in the film yeah. to be playing it out. But like this is the lone gunman coming, riding into town on his horse. Yes. And and so, all of the tensions that are going to start building up from that.
1: Yeah. So apparently uh, Kizak wanted um, Violent fans to update Blister in the Sun for the film, right? He wanted an updated version, so they recorded a newer, slower arrangement with sax, strings, and other instruments, and it was known as Blister 2000, but eventually, Kusak decided to go back to the original uh, arrangement. Unfortunately, the original master tapes of the 1983 debut album had long been disposed of, euphemism for being junked, and so the fans decided to record a new version of the original arrangement. Now, both of these were on a promo CD single, but neither of these actually (laughs) appears in the film (laughs) because they're just playing the original, right? Mm -hmm. Um, However, they did shoot a new music video to go with the new uh, recording of the original arrangement uh, because obviously, you know, you had to have a music video back then. And so apparently this includes um, uh, uh, their vocalist, Gordon Gano. Gano? Gano? Uh, as a deranged assassin trying to kill Socks the cat in puppet form interspersed with clips from the film which I ha- I don't remember seeing and I now need to find because that sounds mad
0: yeah I but, um, but we're gonna Gordon, have to find that before tomorrow's episode
1: yeah. I mean G- Gano says that apparently he originally wrote the song for a female vocalist and mm-hmm. that the lyrics refer- are about drug use but several people like he said maybe 10, 15 years later, people came to him and were like, no, surely you're talking about masturbation because of the um, the line to do with staining the sheets. And he was like, nah, that's the, I didn't think so. But that's what apparently a lot of people think it's about. But he says because he meant to write it, he wanted a, a female singer to be singing it, and he wrote it with that in mind, and so the lyrics have to be taken in that world. You know, you think about imagine a woman singing it, and therefore that starts to lean more in the direction of, you know, uh, uh, drugs. Um, but it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, women,
2: it must be about drugs. No, no, I mean, in terms of... <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. Allow me to quote. Allow me to quote. So, Gano says, I just thought of big hands because mine are small. <laughs> he says of the line, big hands, I know you're yeah. the one. So that's about as... <laughs> that's perfect. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't see the connection myself, but... <laughs> He says, hey, that makes it clearer. I, all right. uh, I'm i reading from uh, Rolling Stone magazine when they went back over it uh, in 2019 because um, he, yeah, because they had, it featured, it, it, it was a double whammy because it was in My So-Called Life as oh, well nice. as in Gross Point right. Blank, hence yeah. why there was the, the pressure on them to re-release it as a single. But um, yeah, I just think all it's right. really funny that they're trying to explain why it's about drugs and I'm like reading this going, hmm. <laughs> I don't get it, but yeah, okay. Um, and
0: it's—I think it's Blister Two Thousand that features on the Gross Point Black soundtrack as well. Right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's but the version—the that, that, version right? that you're listening to. Well, they play. wouldn't
1: have had the master tape, so yeah. yeah. But I, just the irony of it all. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Hey, let's just uh, let's just you know redo it. Oh wait, that doesn't work. Let's okay. Let's go back to the original. Oh wait, we can't find it again. Okay, let's redo it again. It's like, like, Wow, okay guys You really want this song in there But I mean you can totally
0: see Joe Strummer Like totally endorsing this Right, like between John Cusack and Joe Strummer like I I can see how they were able to make it happen And why they would care so much
2: Oh, to be in a sound booth with them In a a studio setting Mm. Would be fascinating Because Mm. John Cusack is a huge Oh, look who I'm telling He's such a huge music person (laughs) Not yep. like that's new news, but he is such a big music person that this stuff mm. is super important in his movies. Yep. they mm. when they're specifically um, cusack driven I feel like the music is always premium. Yeah, just in yeah. general. Yeah,
1: and yeah.
2: that's not necessarily specific to *Gross Point Blank*,
0: but it includes it. <laughs> it does, yeah, and it predates *Gross Point Blank*, and and obviously the next thing, next big thing is is high fidelity, which is yeah, the the but whole that, and that-
1: movie and that range is far wider in terms of the, the, the type of music they want for that film. And they can justify that because it's a record store, whereas this needs to be specific to time and place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and it takes and think, you exactly there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So before we
0: forget that we need to uh, watch that uh, music video as soon as possible, <laughs> uh, Should we, uh, Call it here?
1: Yeah, let's do that. Where does this say?
0: Uh this minute ends. oh at her. Uh, oh, no, at her speaking into this is the beginning. So it's her speaking into the microphone and John Cusack continuing or Martin Blank continuing to drive through downtown Gross Point. So pretty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're all in awe of mini drivers now. <laughs>
2: <Ooh>. <laughs> Look a little I, town with trees.
1: I, I, well <laughs> that too. Who and the lovely and sun.
0: Through. Of the smile he gives when he's talking to the baby in the reunion <gasps> scene as well.
2: When Under Pressure is playing yeah. and David Bowie is singing, yeah. yes,
0: that—that
2: mm-hmm. that is. You're right. It's the compl- That's the Child Wonder. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. that is. Ah, yeah. oh, complete.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's the like it's him reconnecting with people in a way that like is where he's struggling at the start of the movie. I feel. Gosh,
2: that. Let's
1: see. <laughs> uh, I, I would love to know how many takes Mini Driver had to do on this, and like how much of it was written, absolutely scripted. Like she had, where she had to think about how much of it was just like, "Hey, go nuts." Yeah. Because, huh. because like, like the joke about you know, leave your livestock alone. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. You know, like uh, yeah, okay, that's that's pretty risque, and that goes by fast, you know. um there's, there's I can see of... somebody writing that. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to go back and have a look at that draft we found, um, uh, and Eventually see if it's, it's in. Right oh, good, cool. excellent, excellent. <laughs> I'll send this to you. You'll intro
0: reading this. Okay? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. All right. In the meantime,
1: yes. Uh, Should we wrap it? Let's wrap it. Okay. So uh this was minute 19 of the gross point blank podcast debbie radio 79.5 fm featuring your hosts co-writers and co-producers dave seligar and myself hugh david
0: today's guest was catch thank you for joining us thank you and uh where can we find you north bay derby and you can find us on all good podcast players also on youtube x formerly known as twitter uh spotify uh at debbie radio for all of those as well as on the website debbyradio.com and in all of those
1: cases it is Debbie spelt D-E-B-I And if you want to talk with us you can join the Facebook listeners group Debbie Radio 79.5 FM Fan Club uh, That is as Dev said earlier D-E-B-I Radio Sure was clear that all of this was new Concentrating hard like a little girl Smoking for the first time
2: It wasn't a moment It was a feeling of moving.